are you connecting with God every day? Do you sometimes need help with prayer or meditating on God's word? Sometimes maybe you don't know what to pray. Try the Abide app. Abide is the world's most popular Christian meditation app, giving hundreds of thousands of people around the world the opportunity to embrace God through Christ-centered prayers and meditation. Download in your Android app store. Abide. Try today. Welcome back to the Podcast Positivity Show with your host, me, Marlena G. Good day, good people. How are you? Hopefully you're doing fine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're going to jump right on into things. True love. We're talking about true love today. Have you ever experienced true love in your life? Do you even know what it means to be truly loved? Well, I would like to think if you have a relationship with God, a real relationship with God, that you've experienced the godly kind of love that God gives us, which is the definition of true love. See, when Jesus died on the cross, he took a punishment that wasn't his. Let's be clear. It has to be absolute true love for someone to take a death, a death sentence for something that they did not do. He never sinned. He never did the things that he was dying for. He was dying for all of the sin and all of the evil and, you know, all of the disobedience that mankind had began to do on earth. So, In order for mankind to be saved and in order for mankind to not spend eternal eternity in hell, he had to go and stand in place of mankind and take the blame. You remember when you were a little kid? If you have siblings, you'll understand this. If you don't, maybe with a cousin or a family member when you, that you hung out with when you were little, and maybe you all were all over your grandmother's house or maybe even at home, your house. However, have you ever experienced as a child being in a group of kids and you guys are having fun and somebody goes way too far? Somebody dives off the couch or do something that they shouldn't do, flip or rotate something around in the house, break a vase or knock over something, and then everybody's going, ooh, who did that? You're going to be in trouble when mama get back, or oh, you're going to get in trouble when granny see this. Have you ever been in that situation? Well, uh uh-uh, you push me. No, you push me. It was your fault. Uh Uh-uh, well, if you hadn't stopped me and pushed me or tripped me or nudged me or budged me, we wouldn't have knocked this over. And no, it's not my fault. You're going to blame it on me. I'm not getting in trouble. That's how mankind is. Mankind, a lot lot of us, when we were uh, kids, we were like that. We were like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to get in trouble. You know, so I'm not going to get on punishment. So, when your parents came to you, or your grandparents, or your aunts, or uncle, whoever, in this situation, you know, came and was like, who did this? You know, how did this happen? And, you know, well, it was, it, it was him, or him, or no, it wasn't me. And they said, 
Well, if somebody don't tell me the truth about who did this, everybody's getting in trouble. Everybody's getting a punishment. And you stood there and you thought about it for a second like, everybody? And then you had that one noble person, that one noble person that stepped up and said, you know what? I don't want to see everybody in trouble. I'm going to go on ahead and take the blame, even though I know it wasn't me. Even though I know it was my cousin or my sister or my brother or whoever that knocked over the vase, flipped over the chair, knocked over something, broke a a dish or uh, pulled the curtains down, whatever, what have you. Even though I know it wasn't me, I'm going to stand in and say, it was me. It was me. I did it. And take the punishment so that everybody else could go free. Well, that's what Jesus did for us. He stood in and said, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the blame for everything. I'm gonna make it to where I endure the punishment so that they don't have to. That way they can be reconciled to God and they can be in back in right standing with God. So I'll take it for the team, so to speak. I would guess that he probably felt. I would, I'm going to take it for the team. I'm taking it for the team. I love them with all my heart and I don't want to see them in trouble. So that's true love. That's the description of true love. When you care about the needs of other people over your own. When you, when you care about what happens to somebody else besides yourself all the time. When you are... Uh, the kind of person that would see somebody hurting or sad and and want to lend um, encouraging words or help them to get through their day. True love is definitely defined by the sacrifice that Christ gave us on the cross. He sacrificed himself on the cross for something he didn't do. He was without sin. Without spot, without blemish. So that is true love. Is there anybody in your life that has shown you true love? No matter what you go through. No matter how bad things have gotten with you. Or no matter what the things you've done or said. They just constantly um, keep forgiving you. And giving you second chances. And you know, accepting you back into their lives. Have you ever experienced true love? Love is my question today. Or are you giving true love? That's another question. Are you giving true love? Are you showing people that no matter what, I'm going to stand here with you. I'm going to be beside you. I'm not going to leave you. I know people make mistakes. I'm not going to, you know, uh, judge, you know, how your life is. But I'm going to encourage you and I'm going to help you through whatever it is you're going through. I won't let you harm me. I'm not going to let you harm me, but what I will do is love you unconditionally and not have feelings upon you based upon your actions, based upon what you have done in life. True love. John, okay, we're going to go to John 15 and 13. King James Version. Greater love hath no man than this. That a man lay down his life for his friends. Let's read that again. Greater love hath no man than this. 
than a man that a man lay down his life for his friends. True love is laying down your own desires for the for the care and for the benefit of someone else. That's true love. Caring about what happens to someone else. That's love. It's what Jesus did for us. He cared about us. He did he cares about us. He did he didn't want us to have to spend eternity in hell. So he said there's something that has to be done. God said, "I'll sacrifice up my son." Jesus came freely. He gave his life freely. True love. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Okay, well, moving right along. I would like to talk about another topic that's been on my mind lately. I want to talk about masking pain. Masking pain. When people cover up how they really feel or ignore how they really feel. Masking pain with counterfeit love, joy, and contentment is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about trying to replace God with counterfeits. What do I mean, you ask? Well, many people have pain in their lives that only God can heal. But instead of allowing God to heal their hearts, they seek out joy and love and happiness in other things such as maybe binge watching a TV show. Or enjoying too many nights out on the town. They go out all the time. That's what they feel makes them happy. Be, or becoming a workaholic. I'm going to pour myself into my work. You know, I'm just going gonna, gonna to work, 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 work. If I just can do as much work as I can and be successful. Even engaging in drug abuse and alcohol abuse. People often self-medicate pain with drug abuse and alcohol abuse. Because they're trying to feel better they want to feel something different so drugs and alcohol they feel help them to escape at that time there's even food addictions you know people people try to mask pain and um replace um god with food these are distractions and these distractions tend to replace special personal time with god The one who has the power to help us see our pain and face it head on and be healed. God has the power to help us see our pain and be healed. But people often use these different kinds of maskings to, um, um, I guess, uh, replace God. You know, instead of going to pray and instead of going to God for whatever, you know, is on their heart, they're hiding a pain, they're hiding a a hurt, and they feel like, well, I'll just, you know, watch some TV or I'm going to go out tonight. That'll make me feel better. I'm going to work a couple of extra shifts or I'll do these drugs or drink this alcohol or overeat. Um, Let's order up a bunch of pizza. You know, that'll make us happy. People actually do this. it's, it's, It's a real thing distractions to replace special that repl- that replaces special personal time with God. That's what I'm trying to say. 
We as people need to stop running from God. And when we feel hurt or when we feel sad or when we know there is something present inside of us that only God can heal, you're going to continue to feel that void. You're going to, you can go out all night long and party and have fun. You can eat as much as you want. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Eating ain't going to change that pain. It ain't going to heal you in your heart. All it's going to do is probably make you obese and unhealthy. Eating too much. Drugs and alcohol, that's an addiction. It kills the body. That's not going to heal anything. Actually, it makes sick. Watching TV all day long, that ain't going to do nothing but probably mess your eyes up from staring at the screen so much. I'm just being real. We have to plan time to seek out and dwell in the presence of the Lord throughout the day. Throughout our lives, we have to plan personal, intimate, a beautiful, quiet time with the Lord throughout our day, throughout our lives. How can you make it a priority to stop replacing God with counterfeits? It's a counterfeit. It is a counterfeit. Drugs, alcohol, overeating, too much television watching, going out on the town all night, hanging out, video game playing, all of it, it's counterfeits. At the end of the day, when you get done with those empty pleasures, you're going to still have that hurt. You're going to still have that pain. It's upon pouring out your heart in prayer and meditation to the Lord that you are actually able to begin a healing process, fellowshipping with God, uh, uh, talking with him, Reading his word. Plan time to seek out and dwell in the presence of the Lord. So that you can be freed of this pain. That you can face that pain head on and be healed. Let's go to Psalms 27, 1 through 14. That's some scripture that I want to, that, that reference this, this subject. I really want to read from here because I think it will be really helpful um, in what I'm trying to express here. Psalms 27, 1 and 14. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek. That will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry, 
with my voice. Have mercy upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me when my father and my mother forsake me. Then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalms 27, 1 through 14. Wait on God, he will heal your heart. Get into prayer. Get into uh, meditation on his word. Believe what he says about you and about your life. And if you wait on him, he'll heal you. If you go through that process of seeking him out every single day, praying to him, telling him your heart, reading from his word, knowing that he will save you from whatever your pain is surrounding. It could be lies from friends or family members. It could be persecution. It could be something going on at work, whatever. It could be pain from childhood. It could be hurts from sexual abuse or um, uh, maybe domestic abuse in a relationship. Whatever your pain and your hurt is, God will heal you and he will deliver you from that situation. If you wait upon the Lord, meditate on his word and stay with him. Seek him out. Seek him out. But what you don't want to do is replace God with counterfeits. Okay? And that's all I'm going to say on that subject for today. How about a break? Be right back. Tune in on weekends to the podcast Positivity Show with your host, me, Marlena G, for our weekend message series. Also, tune in for our weekends worship music. Don't miss out. It's weekends done right, but only on Saturdays. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I really believe I have something special to share with the world. And Anchor is helping me do that. 
and I love how easy to use their podcasting tools are. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to Anchor FM Start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor FM Start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Welcome back from the break. I want to talk about money. Money. I'm also going to reference from my Light for My Path book. I've been sharing out of this little book on the show quite a bit. So I know you guys are probably all familiar with it. But I want to talk about money. A lot of people in our world today... They um, they turn to money instead of God for th- for um, their happiness and for things in life. Um, they think that if if they just have enough money, that um, you know everything is going to be fine. You know, I I can't see that I would have a problem as long as I'm financially stable, able to pay my bills, able to pay my rent, able to put a roof over you know my children's head and things like that. Buy them everything that they need: clothes, shoes, cars, whatever. People think that money is happiness. But let me tell you something. Money can't buy happiness. You've heard many stories about celebrities committing suicide or or, um, dying of drug overdoses. And they're rich. They're rich. Tons and tons of money. Millions and millions of dollars. But you want to know something? Money is empty. Money is not a bad thing, but it can be an empty thing. Money can be a good thing if you have God placed above your money and above your finances. See, no matter what you do in life, you have to make sure you place God above that thing. You have to have a God head. You know, money can make people happy for a short amount of time. And then you'll realize that there's still an emptiness there. There's still something missing. Most of those people who commit suicide and they're millionaires, most of those, um, you know, people who have all this money and they're just, they're, they're abusing drugs and things like that. It's because money is an empty. Empty, empty happiness. If you don't have a relationship with God and you don't know God and you're not living a godly upright life and you don't know who you are as a human being allowed to have life on this earth, then you're definitely going to fill that void no matter how much money you possess let me tell you something Psalms 37 and 16 says a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked I'm going to say that again a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked because you want to know something the righteous have a relationship with God 
They're living by what God say they are, with with who God say they are. They know that they are bought with a high price from a mighty king, a savior. They know that when their life ends, they get to go to a heavenly place and continue to serve God. That when their life ends, they get to be beside a savior that's going to comfort them and protect them and keep them. Not that they need protection in heaven because there's no evil. There's no no crying. There's no weeping. There's, there's nothing sad in heaven. But people who don't have a relationship with God, they don't know who they are. So there's a void there, a sadness. They're busy trying to fit into these images of what the world is saying they should look or be like. Why do you think people um, do things like um, um, women, they, they starve themselves, get eating disorders, trying to look like the models on the television? Because there's a false sense of who we should be or who we should look like. Our image is based upon Christ. We are Christ-like if we believe that, if we have accepted that into our lives. So the only way that you can identify with yourself and have a truly happy life is if you know who you are in Christ, if you know who you are in God's kingdom, not the world. So going out, working your butt off, being super successful, gaining all this money and all these riches, it's empty. Because you don't know that you're loved. Because you don't know who you really are. Because you've never heard somebody tell you who you are in Christ. You've never read the Bible and read about his promises and read about um, yourself being the righteousness of God. So therefore, you don't really know who you are. You look in the mirror, but you don't even recognize the reflection. But gaining a relationship with God will help you to grow to know who you are. You are what God says you are. You are who God says you are. So who does God say you are? You are his righteousness bought with a high price of a king. Of a king that had no sin that stepped in the place of evil and sin and took a punishment. For you to know that you are great, amazing, and loved by God. That there's a huge, mighty plan on your life to serve him and bring awareness to his kingdom. You're not on this earth just to make money and have riches, cars, clothes, and all this stuff. You're here to serve God. You're here to bring awareness to his kingdom, to glorify his kingdom, to exalt him, to help others who don't know him come to know him so that they can enjoy eternal life. We ought to change the legend on our money from in God we trust to in money we trust because as a nation we've got far more because as a nation we've got far more faith in money these days than we do in God 
Come on, let's say that again. We ought to change the legend on our money from in God we trust to in money we trust. Because as a nation, we've got far more faith in money these days than we do in God. That's Arthur Hope from the Light for My Path book. I agree with this. I agree with this quote. Man has put their faith in money way more than they have in God. So why do we still have in God we trust on that dollar? When there's people that's out there working hard for the dollar that ain't that do not honor God, they don't pay their tithes. The Bible says bring all your tithes into the storehouse. How can you be blessed if you're not a giver and all you're doing is receiving? The Bible says to give. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaking together. And running over shall men give into your bosom. So how can we say in God we trust on the back of a dollar when most people who are out here earning these dollars do not tithe, they don't give or help um, in God's kingdom in any way financially? In order to receive, you have to give. You can't just take, 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 take. That's all a part of learning who you are in Christ as well. Being a giver, knowing that God said to help others. You can identify in many ways yourself if you have the knowledge of the Bible. And the knowledge of who you are, who God says you are in Christ Jesus. And I'm just going to leave that right there for everyone to marinate on and think about today. Money. Is it money we're living for or is it God? Think of it. Think about it. Little break here. Be back. Keep it locked. Tune in with me, your host, Marlena G., on the podcast Positivity Show Daily for Bible study, prayer, and life topics. Download episodes on the Spotify app so you can listen to them whenever you want. Happy listening. Introducing the YouVersion Bible app. Download in your Android app store. Wouldn't it be convenient to have an app on our phones that we can just pull up to read the Word of God? Maybe we're unable to tote around our physical Bible all the time. Having this app on our phone is very convenient. You can pull it up at the doctor's office. You can pull it up at at work on your break. You can read God's word wherever you are on your mobile device by simply downloading the YouVersion Bible app. I invite you to do so today. Enjoy. Marlena G. here back from the break. I thank you for allowing me to come into your homes or wherever you listen to my podcast by way of your vehicle on the way to work or whatever. I just thank you. Thank you so much 
for listening and tuning in on whatever device you listen or tune in on. I love to fellowship, bring positivity, bring knowledge of God, and I just hope that you continue to come on back with me. Until next time, may God pour out his blessings on you until we meet again.